Welcome to the Supplement Engineer Podcast. My name is Robert Chinetsky. Back in the saddle. The boys are back together. The band is reunited and all kinds of shenanigans are in store. Right. Justin Hall, Mr. Supplement Snoop. How are you doing, right. my friend? Good, man. I got to knock the rust off a little bit. And uh, it's just, it's it's like we never left, man. How, how Coming out how of hibernation. How the hell are you, man? I'm doing fantastic. It's uh, it's Good. the first day that it has been below 90 degrees in Texas for like two weeks. So it's it's nice. It's overcast. It's, I think the high today is only 85. So it's it's much more pleasant today, considering all things. Yeah, this has been so just since the last time we did this, I've moved several times, several different <laughs> states. Now I'm in South Carolina. It's fucking hot here. It's like, is, Oh, yeah. Y'all got the humidity and everything coming yeah. off. It's yeah. hot all the time here. So that was one thing I was getting used to this year was it's it was like winter time and I'm like, okay, so it's it's still warm. So I totally feel you there. It's uh we have like a little bit of that Texas kind of thing going on where it, and it's like you walk outside and you just it's like you get like a cardio workout because it's sort of like walking around with like a weighted vest on. Because you like walk out like into that air and it's just like, oh man. You drink in the air. It's like that's why that's one of the reasons one of the good things about not living in New Orleans anymore is that we're not dealing with as much humidity here in Austin, but this year has been weird. So obviously we had the winter apocalypse where like all of Texas froze over for like yeah. two weeks straight where we had all that shit. Yeah. And then we had like this blazing early summer heat come in and we've been dealing with humidity, which reminds me of New Orleans. And I, that was one of the things we liked about Austin is like you go out in the mornings, it's nice and cool. You get a little breeze. It's it's warm, but it's not, you're not drinking the air and having swamp ass just walking in your mailbox. I mean, it's, <laughs> right. yeah, that's so yeah. yeah, it's been a, it's been interesting this year for whatever reason. I don't know what uh, – maybe the world's coming to an end again in 21 like it did in 20. Yeah, I remember watching the whole thing with where, like, you guys got, like, a ton of snow, and I'm like, I don't miss that. That's one thing I <laughs> for sure don't miss. I don't miss yeah. that snow. But even, like, where I grew up, you know, my parents still live there, like, in Pennsylvania, and we went back to visit there in, uh, in March. And it was, mm-hmm. it was, like, it was like record temperatures there. It was, like, 80 degrees there in March, and I'm like – this has never happened before, ever. It's, it's a weird world out there, man. We're, we're it's, it's all coming crashing down here pretty soon, eventually. Yeah, yeah, inevitably. But you know, we'll be rocking and rolling until the end on the podcast. So when when the whole world's going up in a ball of fire, at least they can listen to uh, our two beautiful voices carrying them to the apocalypse. Right? right. I mean, what a better way to go. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's uh let's get a recap. What's been going on? So you're down in South Carolina now. What's any new major releases with the app or anything like that? What's been going on? Uh. Since the last time we did this, I don't know, everything's changed. Well, aside yeah. from the bourbon benders, like you and I have kept in regular contact about our bourbon enthusiasm. So obviously there's been quite a few bourbon benders in there, and we'll, we can touch on that in a, in a bit. Yeah, that's been a big – tell you what, um, we'll, we'll get into that because I really hit the ground running apparently like when it comes to that stuff. But yeah, man, it was just like um, – you know, I talk about this all the time now where – you know, it was like last year at this time, there was just some huge life changes and things just kind of had to, um, I had to really, you know, things were rough. Like even if you, you know, my ex-wife and I separated and I just packed up my car basically and said, I'm, I'm, I'm out. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm going to do. I said, I just know I have to uh, start something different. So I had to kind of basically like just stop everything you know, that wasn't like immediate, like with the app and stuff like that. And the clients that we have and stuff like that, I was like, I have to just sort of focus on that and then get my, get somewhat settled. But you know, sometimes you have to like, we're, we're sort of like in this, uh, I think this uh, mode now, like where you constantly have to be like moving and growing and people are obsessive with uh, go, go, go. And you know, what's this and what are we doing today? But it's like, you know, sometimes you just have to be like, okay stop because yeah. you, this is just entirely too much mm-hmm. so take a break pull back a little bit and actually because it was also as kind of covid was kind of going on uh covid made a lot of people we weren't really affected by it too much you know just i was already working at home and um you know things were our business doesn't really like get affected by that but like some of our clients do and things like that but right. a lot of people had to sort of like streamline the whole entire process it was like wow we are wasting a lot of time we're wasting a lot of energy and it's like you know when you're trying to you know this when you're trying to promote what you do and get out there it's hard to say no mm-hmm. to other people it's like because you don't know where your next paycheck's coming from necessarily it's like you don't want to 
you don't want to turn down opportunities and we're Absolutely. like that we're taught like right now like you can't turn down anything because you just never know and yeah. i just had to sort of like reboot a little bit and uh you know eventually i moved to virginia for a little while over the summer that was where like my best friend uh growing up lived and you know i got separated and he's like dude just come just, just come down here right yeah. come down is that here. the one that you always played like because every now and then you would mention that you're going to play Madden with one of, uh, one of your buddies. Is that the same yeah. one or is that a different Madden, buddy? It, well, close. So it's not Madden. It's oh, it's, it's NCAA double it's NCAA football. That's what yeah, it was. Yeah, two, 2010. Yeah, 2010. Because like, so we used to we used to play it like we, in 2010, basically like when it came out. Yeah. And then like the one time like I went to visit him and he's like, I mean we have PlayStation fours and you know PlayStation five. This is PlayStation three. He's like, yeah. we should just like. Just go. <laughs> sure enough, I said the only thing that's changed since like we were like kids is we just drink different things now when yeah. we play it. Uh-huh. You know, you, you you grow up, you're drinking soda, and then you you're drinking like shitty beer because that's all you can afford. Right. And eventually, now we just sit around drinking expensive bourbon while we do it, like idiots. It's amazing. Do your do your playing skills improve? the more liquor that enters your system for a little bit. And then it really goes to shit. Uh, yeah. 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 We've done a study on that. Extensive studies on that. It's yeah. the cognitive ability. There's a, there's a brief window where you're good and you definitely get some, cause I think you, and you've done studies on this too, or it's like extensive uh, personal research in this area. Exactly. You know, you're writing articles and you get real creative and then you kind of like get to a point where you're like, wow, I am, and shit uh, like i think that i'm great and then i look down and i'm like wow this is awful like, this doesn't make any sense yeah. so it's like yeah you're in the same boat or you finish the article and you really don't remember what the hell you wrote the next day when you, and you just you go back and you try to proof it and you realize what the fuck was i writing yep but you enter you enter that flow state where there's just a little bit of caffeine left in your system from your pre-workout the bourbon starts coming in and just it's, it's a perfect marriage Mm-hmm. And then you, like I said, you can sort of see it when you have the tangible results in front of you. You're like, okay, that's where, that's where we went yep. off a little bit. But yeah, so he got me into into bourbon big time. So what happened was like I I never drank bourbon. I was like, because every time I tasted, it, I was like, this doesn't. Why would you sit around and drink this stuff? Yeah. And then the one night I didn't know what I was getting with this, but he like poured me something. I was like, this is amazing. Well, it was Blanton's. And yeah. then I didn't realize at the time how spoiled I was in those moments that I was yeah. going to drink Blanton's because then I realized I was like, when I started buying my own, I'm like, this shit is impossible to find. Yeah. And like, people are like uh, a couple hundred bucks for a bottle of it. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? I was like, what did you get me into? So yeah. since I don't like really like have like hobbies and things like that, that I spend money on now. Uh, that's one of them. Mm-hmm. What is the, uh, what are some of the, I guess the surprise picks you've, you've come across as far as your bourbon ventures? Like uh, what has su- like surprised that I found them or surprised that I just really like, well, I kind of like you, I kind of went down the, the bourbon rabbit hole last year. And so I've started watching a few different bourbon channels on YouTube and apparently there's like this this category, like these five different categories that all bourbon nerds have. So you've got your daily sipper. You've mm-hmm. got the Friday night special where it's like the long end of the week. It's not something you're going to drink every day, but, you know, once a week you're going to treat yourself to this. One is like a special moment. So like if you ever had a kid, like you would buy a bottle that was bottled on their actual or like dipped in wax if it's like a maker's bottle on their birthday. Okay. One is something to impress your friends. And then something is like a once a year thing, like. Yeah. You uh, got a raise at work, and you're going to celebrate that one year with just this one thing. So, if like a, a Pappy yeah. Van Winkle would be something like that one at once, one a year thing, or something like that. So, yeah, I haven't like really because you know what, it, I haven't gone that far. Although the temptation is there, I think because yeah. sometimes you're like you know if you do something, for example, like you you know you get a new client or something like that, or you pass some sort of milestone, and you're like you know what, fuck it kind of thing. Like yeah. I've come close, but I haven't like gone too far. Like the, I bought a couple of bottles. I haven't cracked that 1792 sweet wheat yet. Um, I did try it. Uh, my mm-hmm. buddy had a bottle 
and then uh, I tried it there. Well, that stuff is incredible. Um, but I still have my bottle here. It's uh, still sealed. And then I had that other one um, that I showed you. There was like the the Yamato one with the yeah the Japanese whiskey one. <laughs> I haven't cracked that one either, but. Uh, a couple weeks, we're going to crack that one. There's like a big kind of thing kind of going on here. So we're going to crack probably both of them. So, but I think um, I always have on hand, I love is like, I can get a big bottle of uh, Larceny here mm -hmm. for 40 bucks. That stuff's so good. Like that's, and that's kind of where I'm at. Like sometimes where I'm like, if if I can drink this and it's 40 bucks and with for a big ass bottle, why, yeah. I, you know, it's like, it's kind of cool to show people it's like, Oh, I have this, but it's like, I don't know, man, that's a lot of money sitting over there. You can kind of see it behind me. Yeah. Right there. But no, I, I, I totally agree with that. So, I mean, it's like they, they have some really good, like if you're going to do like the everyday kind of bourbon, so something like makers, yeah. larceny, the old forester, 100 knob Creek. I mean, that's for a handled knob Creek. I think you, I can get it around here for like 52 bucks, but I mean, still that's pretty affordable, especially like you, some people yeah. spend like, Seventy-five dollars on a little seven hundred and fifty mil bottle, um, and there's and you know Knob Creek's a nine-year-old bourbon, which it's older than Blanton's. Uh, it's a higher proof than Blanton's. Um, I don't know what the proof on something like Pappy Van Winkle is, but that's so stupidly overpriced that it's. I mean, and, you know, when they auction them off for charity and stuff, that's a good thing. But yeah. some of these bourbon prices, especially on like the secondary market, are absurd. And there's really good stuff you can get for, uh, you know, thirty, forty bucks a bottle for like the regular yeah. seven fifty mils. Yep. Yeah. And that was kind of my thing. Like it also kind of plays into what do you have available around yeah. you? Cause it seems like, especially lately, like some people have, I have a friend in Ohio, he gets Weller and Weller antique and stuff like that. It like nothing for him. He, it's super easy for him to get. Um, <clears throat> my friend, he lives in Minnesota. He doesn't even know anything about bourbon. He can get Blanton's whenever he wants. I'm like, <laughs> we can't get any of that stuff. It must be nice. <laughs> yeah. We can't get any of that stuff down here. So it's almost kind of too, it's like, well, what's, what is uh, available around you that you don't have to like? Because yeah. once you get into the secondary market, so that's bullshit. Like, no, I don't think of it. Nuts. Well, it's like the people like you go on eBay and you spend I don't know one hundred and fifty dollars for like the original Jack three D tub or, or Mesomorph that still had the DMAA, and it's like these yeah. things that go off market. It's just yeah. it can get stupidly absurd at certain times. Speaking of DMAA, that's we took some the other day. We took some Did of that, some of that assassin. Uh huh. And There's still, you still got a few scoops of that left. Yeah, so we actually we were out of town. Uh, my girlfriend and I went to visit um, same buddy, and he he's always like kind of worked out. He's always been like a good athlete. But I when I moved there around him, um, it was really good for me too. I hadn't worked out with somebody in a really long time, mm -hmm. and him and I would go to the gym like every night. And he got super into it, and he's never had <laughs> he's never had DMAA before. I was like, well, oh I was like, we're coming to visit. I said. I'll bring some assassin just just in case and yeah sure enough man we took it uh we did push day on saturday push day turned into push pull and a little bit of legs <laughs> because man that stuff is just you, you know what's crazy about that uh, assassin i posted it in the in the private facebook group and mm -hmm. um there's no serving size on that thing just one level scoop it doesn't give you a grams or anything nope no, <laughs> truth be told, that was in uh, Apollon's early days, or I guess it was still yeah. Anarchy Labs back then. Yeah, and it literally says "made recklessly in our basement" on it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And right, so I'm looking at it, going, "Okay, there's like 17 grams of actives in here." I was like, "I guess, I guess I'll go like 20, 20 grams." So I just laid it out, and it was phenomenal. Any uh, heart palpitations? Heavy no. breathing outside of like, no. in addition to what you normally get from that or anything. No, and that that was the thing. And then so my buddy had never used DMA before, and yeah. he was like kind of being weird about. It. He's like, "Oh," and I'm like, "Dude, it's not really." So he took it, and he's like, "He goes, I just feel really good." And I'm like, "I know. That's why people miss it so much. It wasn't because you know you get like some of these like really like ugly stimulants that you know you can use now, and you get a lot of yohimbine and stuff, and it just makes you feel kind of gross." like mm -hmm. stimulated that stuff wasn't like that for me man i just felt i wasn't like you're not like cracked out or anything like that you're just like going and going and going i'm like oh, no we're like looking around each other we're like i'm like i can keep going so all right let's go let's keep going <laughs> and we went pretty hard for about two hours in the gym too it was good that's awesome 
Yeah, I, I, I do miss DMAA, or I guess the early days of DMHA too, to a certain extent. But it's like these days, like you said, it's either a lot of caffeine or lots of yohimbine in there. And there, even with me, like there comes a point where it's just uncomfortable. It's not like a, you can handle the stimulation from it, but it's just, it's that uncomfortable kind of feeling. And I, I and it really kind of depends what else it's complexed with in the pre-workout, but it's, there's, there's always that. And I want to blame isopropyl norcinephrine because I want to assume that was, but the first time I think I ever tried that stem was, it was in a prop blend, probably with something that had a ton of alpha yohimbine in it too. So was it too much alpha yohimbine? Was it the isopropyl norcinephrine that threw it over the edge? I, right. I don't probably know. I'm just always wary of that stimulant. Yeah. And that, well, one thing that I did, I don't like is, you know, it's uncomfortable, but I'm like, if I don't, cause I'm not, I'm not like an anxiety kind of person. Like mm-hmm. I don't have like a lot of anxiety in my life. I was like, yeah. so why do I want to like induce it? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't like, I, I try really hard to mitigate anxiety and stress all throughout the day. So why do I want to go to my workout and like pull anxiety into my body? Like just, I don't just right. don't like that feeling. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't, I, I don't know. it's like, that's, I get it. Like, Cause I always criticize people that like complain about beta alanine and stuff like that. I'm like, it's a workout. You're supposed to be uncomfortable. Like stop whining about it. But it's like, I don't want, uh, you know, like an induced heart rate. Like I'll, I'll get my heart rate going by myself. Right. Kind of thing. It's like, so some of those things where the, like the artificial feeling of being stimulated, I don't like sometimes. And that's why I like about, there's been some pre-workouts that are like, you know, like higher stimulant, but you don't get the, you don't get that effect. It's almost like you feel it more like as you're actually working out. That's what I like. I like to feel it as I'm in my set, going deeper into my sets rather than like as I'm in between sets, just sort of like jittery and bouncing around. I don't like, I don't like that anymore. Anyway, once you realize there's another way to do it. Right. Yeah. And I just, I found like there's certain ingredients that I can't do. Like if so, uh, if I'm ever training with Sandy and it's a leg day, I can't have anything that like I need, I almost need like a pre-work that almost has theanine in it to like calm me down because mm-hmm. like you get, that's, that's my favorite day of the week to train. And if she's, you know, I don't know if, if your girlfriend is like this, but if, if y'all train together, she's wants to talk about like 10 different things. So she'll be thinking like, Oh, well I've got to do this later. Oh, and I need to go pick this up and Oh, well let's go talk with Mary Sue and Bobby about getting out of this weekend. So Sandy's mind is all over the place mm-hmm. and I'm trying to sit there doing like deadlift squats, you know, lunges or something like that. And she's chirping in the back of my head. If I have anything that's either got like a decent dose of being in it or just some other kind of like super aggressive stim blend, I, it, it's like a cup of coffee on leg day if Sandy's going to be training with me because otherwise it's like all yep. of that. It's like you get that angst and you just you just want to say shut up or shut something up. like just let me just like get into my zone and just right. and you you gotta, you, right. exactly and it's like you don't mean that that's not how you feel but it's like yeah. it, can, it can make you like I get that all the time like she my girlfriend and I train together every day she's mm-hmm. an animal in the gym and that's yeah. one of the things that so it's kind of funny like when we met um like the first time like i came here and like you know i was came down to visit a nutrition store and stuff like that we met and i realized i was like i saw her supplement collection <laughs> you <got jealous. laughs> I was like, holy shit i was like this is like this rivals mine yeah but it's kind of funny um so we train together all the time and we not that we don't talk, but what I mean like we do, but it's it's very much like uh, I love that training because we're like in the zone, like mm-hmm. very much like here to put in work kind of thing. But do you use um, Spotify for the gym? We have so we we train at home. We got all of our stuff here, and I have Spotify on our. I'll put it through my laptop and then through the speakers. Yeah. So have you ever done the uh, the Spotify like uh, group sessions? No, I, I didn't even realize that was a thing. Dude, I'm going to have to look that up. Let me make a note of that. It is the best shit ever. So, um, what is it exactly? It's like, so for the listeners that have no idea, they're, they're yeah. behind the times like me. Yeah. Um, what, what in the world is it? Yeah. So, this, so, um, you can listen to the same playlist, mm-hmm. you know, as long, as long as you have AirPods. I think, right. It doesn't matter if you have AirPod Pro or nothing. So, anyway. Start this group session in Spotify. You can just send a text message link to whoever. So, like, uh, we do it all the time. Like, her and I will be listening to the same playlist. I'll just yeah. send her the link while we're at the gym. But then, like, you, like, I could send the link to you. You could be at home listening to, like, what we're listening to. Or, like, you could be at the gym cool. you know, 3,000 miles away and we could be listening to the same playlist. So, we'll get on there and, like, 
you can have, I think, like five people on at the same time. So I'll send it to people and we'll all be, you know, so-and-so will be working in a garage and we'll be at the gym and somebody will be cutting the grass or something like that. And everybody's yeah. listening to the same music. And then you're just kind of like, you know, playing different songs. So, dude, it's like, it's incredible. That it's is cool. Yeah. I want, I'm guessing, is that like a, is that a new kind of development they released last year because everything was shut down and all of that nonsense? Yeah, I think so. I think we discovered it probably like maybe over the winter time because uh-huh. I, I think it was still it might even still stay it's in beta mm-hmm. um but it's really cool it's uh i'm gonna have to look that up okay let's see what it is yeah it's like if you go uh, anyway or do you need premium to use it or is it free to like people yeah. that are just using regular spotify yeah so you do need the premium version that is okay. All right. Um, but yeah, it's so fun. Like, so we, uh, like, um, my one buddy, he always trains in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so when I get up, he'll send the link and then like, I'll be like having coffee or whatever in the morning around, around the house. And it's like, yeah. I'm listening to his playlist and it's like, he's in the gym. So it's just, I don't know. I'm like, God, it is the coolest thing. <laughs> Especially when you get like a bunch of people that like all this. So we, we listen to like crazy stuff at the gym. Like people would be, I think, shocked to if they ever heard oh i got a funny story for you so um the one night we're we're so him and i were were lifting together we would always go to planet fitness um Mm -hmm. there was a planet fitness which actually planet fitness ain't that bad oh Um, yeah i was gonna say i was like my ears perked up because they get shit on a lot and i mean i i I know how you like to train so just like there was a little bit of like a you know a cognitive disconnect there but uh i mean you can get a good workout anywhere like that's that's i think a misconception even if you got nothing but like a kettlebell you know how to work your ass off. You mm-hmm. can get it regardless of whatever. Yeah, they had some nice. They had some nice equipment there. At least, at least they did the one. You know, if you want to go heavy on some like free weights and like dumbbells, it's not the place. Right. But they have some like really nice machines and stuff like that too. So anyway, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so the one night um, we're both listening and we got like an '80s playlist, like kind of just rocking out, right? Oh yeah. So. I'm there and I'm finishing up my set and he's like, dude, I'm, I'm gassed. He goes into the bathroom to, to finish up. And mm-hmm. so sometimes like when you, if a person will like leave the session or something like that, the, the sound will go from the AirPods to the phone. Like it'll like kind of like switch up happens yeah. like once in a while. <laughs> so I had the volume turned all the way up on my phone and he like leaves the session so I'm sitting there in the middle of my set and my phone's sitting off to the side and freaking um, Whitney Houston, how will I know? <laughs> starts like blast, starts like blasting in the gym, right? And so I'm sitting there and I'm finishing up and I'm just like, oh my God. Right? Everybody like stops what they're doing and like, what the hell? And they like look around and I'm like, whatever. Yeah, Whitney Houston, how will I know? I was rocking out to that. Now everybody knows. There you go. Yeah. So those are oh, people, man. people would always be shocked at the uh, the type of stuff that we're usually listening to at the gym. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we we uh we've got an eighties so we we had one that we had kind of agreed on that we had made two or three years ago. This was when we first came across Spotify and it had stuff like ZZ Top, Van Halen, had some Rocky Four stuff, like just really oh, good like classic right. rock of course stuff. And so we, you know, got away from that. And then for a while last year, we like we did, Sandy didn't want any kind of like angry music or even like classic rock. She wasn't feeling so it was like we listened to a bunch of Earth, Wind, and Fire for a while. Then we did like Casey and the Sunshine Band. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We got, like, yeah. So you yeah, go through like yeah. disco hits and shit like that. It was it was uh, interesting. But I mean, it's sometimes like for certain sessions, even if like you're just in a good like headspace and you get the right pre workout and stuff, you don't really need like the angry music because I'm already amped up. I don't need something to, like get me more kind of the same thing yeah. with the uh, the stims yeah. that we were talking about earlier. It's like you don't need to induce that hyper you know stimulated verging on anxious state. You can just you're uh-huh. just kind of there. And so now we've gone back to uh, a good old '80s stuff. But she says she only wants stuff from uh, '80s movies. So we've got obviously all the Rocky Four stuff. We've got Eye of the Tiger from Rocky Three. We've got You're the Best Around from Karate Kid. Of course. Um, a couple songs from Top Gun. And then... We, had, oh, shit. we were just listening to Take My Breath Away the other day. Yeah, I hopped in the car the other day, and uh, it was on the radio, and I thought, all right, I got to listen to it. It's just, it's, it's, you got to do it. 
Well, so now, like exactly what you're just saying, like I think we're at the level where you you match up your pre-workout with your playlist yeah. with your with your workout itself. Because like if you take something, like I've been taking a lot of things lately where it just it's just like feel good stuff, right? Yeah. So you don't you're not gonna listen to a bunch of angry music while you're listening while you're feeling like super happy. It's like you listen to some just crazy pop boy band type shit and it's just like it's it just like all connects together man you just have a great workout so yeah we're at the point where we're like okay we figured out the pre-workout game how do we add in the spotify playlist to the workout and the pre-workout so it's all synergistic yeah well don't, don't feel any shame for whitney houston because i was talking with shane at, at stack 3d one day and he said he likes he's a celine dion fan and so i said you're not actually listening to like my heart will go on in the middle of like a deadlift session or anything. He said, fuck no. Are you retarded? I said, no, but I just, you know, that's every, every guy's kind of got the, those guilty pleasure songs that they're okay. Listening to There's might not be training to them or they might. It's just, it's funny. You have no, you have no idea how uh, significant what you just said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so when my buddy and I, we get together, we drink bourbon, we play, play college football, but uh-huh. we, we, we play music too at the same time, right? Yeah. So uh, I remember there was like a time where we would usually listen to like just whatever, just like really good, like hip hop music or like rock or something like that. And it's yeah. like kind of going, going. And I remember like sort of testing the waters like of our friendship, like what what songs is he okay? Because I'm like, I kind of want to listen to something like, like pretty fruity, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> George so, Michael and Wham. <laughs> like for real. Like and uh, so just the other night, just the other night, he's like, he's like, I'm nervous to play this song. He's like, I'm just, he's like, I'm actually nervous. We've listened to everything basically yeah. at this point. Like, and he played Celine Dion, and it was so funny because I'm like, <laughs> as soon as it came on, I looked at him. I was like, you. Fucking, and then I just started belting out the song like right away. Like, cause, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not gonna pretend like I don't love this song. Come on. And how many made, how many glasses of bourbon were you into it by this a point? Lot, a lot. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and we definitely were singing "Heart Will Go On." <laughs> but but only you got a video of that. That could have been like the intro to this podcast. I think that's why I made sure my girlfriend was there. Just so I'm like, okay, like I'm, I'm good, right? Like, yeah. Like, you serenaded like, your girlfriend. You're not saying it to, right. to your buddy. He's for like street, your yeah, for like street cred. But 100, percent it was just it was just this past weekend. Just listen to that song. Oh my goodness. Oh man, good stuff. All right. So if you're matching your pre workouts to your playlists, and you typically train with your girlfriend. What mm-hmm. happens on a day when y'all are, aren't vibing on the same wavelength? What if she wants something super aggressive, you want something a little bit more mellow on the pre-workout side? How, does, how do y'all navigate that channel? Uh, I'm really bad with the playlist. Like, I don't, I don't let anybody else touch the playlist. <laughs> so I'm, whatever mood Justin's in, that's the tone for the day. Pretty much. And, like, it's, that makes me sound so bad. But I'm, like, I'm – I'm pretty easy going like i'm yeah. i compromise on it i don't really like it but that's like one of those things i'm like don't don't touch the playlist yeah like if someone else like changes up the song or something like that because you mm-hmm. can control it like if you're if you're on our playlist listening to you can put stuff like in the queue mm-hmm. and uh i mean i'm i don't like get <laughs> mad but i'm like don't do that <laughs> I'm bad. I, that's like one thing that I know that I'm terrible about. I I like to be in control of the playlist. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. We all got our things. Yeah, because sometimes too, it's like you, you know you're kind of going, 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 and then it's like ah, I'm not feeling this. I'm not feeling. This. So you're kind of like going back and forth. You're trying out different things. It's almost like sometimes when you go to the gym, and yeah. uh, you know maybe it's maybe it's push day, but you're just not feeling it. So you change it to you change it to pull day, and then next thing you know you have a great workout. So. But yeah, she's good about that. She she knows I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not a dick all the time. So if I if I'm a dick about like one thing, she's she's very like good about it. Like okay, this is oh. Justin's thing, so we'll just kind of let him. That works, man. Mm-hmm. What um what kind of supplement goodies or pre workouts have you been running through? I guess I mean, we get so many each week or each month. I mm-hmm. guess like maybe your your top three or five that you've run over the past couple of months? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's been some good ones. Uh, did you get to try the Unbound stuff? Uh, I did the beta testing on it. I didn't try the finished product of it. That Unbound pre-workout is awesome. You like it? Yes. Good. Um, and it's also, I think it's great the way it's put together. I think um, Glaxon was one of the first ones, I think, to to sort of, I don't want to say first ones, but you know how like it became like all the thing to have all like the performance and the pump and the all-in-one sort of pre-workouts and like all of a sudden you couldn't make a pre-workout that didn't have citrulline in it and stuff like that. Yeah. And then Glaxon made specimen. They're like, look, this is the stem and here's the pump, like separate them. Right. Right. And that was what I thought was cool about Unbound is the pre-workout is focus and energy and yeah. the pump is pump. It's like, that's the way I would do it too. I mean, to be honest with you, like, I don't, I don't want a bunch of like redundancies and, you know, overlap in there. I think like, so they just pick one lane and just go hard, you know, with that yeah. whole thing. So the, uh, the unbound one <clears throat> really, uh, for me is very like mood and very like energy driven, yeah. but I, it's exactly like what we were talking about. It's not, even though there is yo-yo blend in there, right? There's Johan by both Johan. Yeah, yeah. We they we what did we we put in? I don't remember the final dosages we agreed on for it. It was Might I think like two, two and one maybe. Two yeah, one. a gram and a half of each. I don't know. I've got it. I can pull it up. Let me see. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, well, like when Mark was coming up with the idea for the liner, he first told us about it. He said, "Hey, I, I kind of want to do." You know, we want to break it off into just we want to have small scoop sizes because they wanted something. I guess people could dry scoop at the time or something. But it was, um, you know, I want something that's a, a small scoop and we can just do it that way. Because the first iteration of the formula was this monster, like all inclusive said, I, I don't want that. Let's make something small and we'll keep it. Yeah. We'll keep it nice and tight. And so that's what, you know, came out. So it's two milligrams of alpha bean and two milligrams of yohimbean. Yohimbean. Uh, it's so good to me. <clears throat> But I noticed the, like I said, I noticed it more, um, you can get deeper into a set, like the focus sort of like um, comes in like right at the right time. There's yeah. the unbound one. And then surprisingly enough, like it looks really extreme, but the Glaxon GFY, I think yeah. call it. Mm -hmm. same kind of thing. It's not, uh, it's not overly like you know, hardcore, you feel it more like in the head, like focus kind of thing. There's, um, they put some, something we tinkered around with is the, the Ivy leaf extract. It's like a reuptake. It's like a reuptake inhibitor. Um, that thing seems to be really strong. Um, but the GFY and Unbound are two that I really, uh, like lately. I just, um, it's hard for me to use anything else, which kind of sucks because they're, they're not like, <laughs> Nothing to mess around with, but those are two. And then like Alpha Lion, you know, they redid their, well, not redid, but they kind of made the extreme version. Yeah. Um, Superhuman. They did Yo-Yo um, Blend and they put an extra in there. And that one's really good. Just like all their pre-workouts, I think, have been. Is Glaxon, okay, yeah, so it's the Specimen GFY edition. Yeah. That's what it yeah. was, okay. All right, yeah, because I put the first thing I pulled up. So I think, I'm trying to remember which one, because. Joey and Mike had sent me uh, some sample of specimen, and I think it was the I think it was this blend. He didn't tell me what it was; it was just in that that sample packet. Mm -hmm. And I just I remember asking Yo, uh, Joey in a text. I said, "Is there any Yohimbean in there?" And he said, "Lots." Or he said, "Oh yeah, something like that." And I remember it. I mixed up the full scoop because I thought in my head when I mixed this up, I thought maybe I should just do a half scoop. And then in the back of my mind, I thought Justin's going to be mocking you if you only go a half scoop. <laughs> it's, it's make the whole scoop or not. Yeah. So, I mixed up the whole thing and I shit you not, man. I got three fourths of the way through drinking the shaker of it. I didn't touch the rest of it because it, it, that son of a bitch hits fast and it is yeah. strong. And I was yeah. like, you are stimmed and blitzed. Not, mm -hmm. not uncomfortable. I think if I would have drank the rest of it, I probably would have verged on that mm -hmm. over one, but man, mm -hmm. you were, you were just like zoned in blitz for like five hours straight. It took forever for that thing to stop. Yeah. That's uh one thing that I've noticed too is, um, same as the unbound it's very like long lasting for me is, um, which is kind of a good thing. Um, but it could be not necessarily a good thing for some people also realizing, right. That my, my stimulant tolerance and a lot of people's stimulant tolerance is probably a little bit different, but right. I really like just the, um, the mood. Cause I'm just like, I, I don't know. Like I like, I don't, 
I said, I don't want to be like, I don't want to have artificial heart rate going on. I don't want to have that yeah. super anxiety. I was like, I just, in general, like I, I'm, I'm in a good mood when I go to the gym, like I'm happy. So it's yeah, like, exactly. you know, I just want to keep going in that direction. Those ones, both super impressed with both of those. I've actually, I don't buy pre-workouts very often, but I'm going to buy more of both for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Those are so. solid. I mean, anything, anything coming out of Galaxon, like, and you, you and I were like, when they first burst, burst on the scene, you and I were kind of reviewing the panels. We're thinking this looks kind of weird. And then you try it for yourself and you realize, all right, never mind, We're, we're good. Yeah, they, they know what the hell they're doing down there. Yeah, yeah, not only that, but um, they're um, you know, I've gotten to know them really well with like what goes on behind closed doors, basically when it comes to like their ingredient testing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't know. I'm sure they'd be okay with me saying this, but there's like, there's companies where it's like you take a pre-workout that's being made at a separate manufacturer, and they'll like replicate it for mm-hmm. a client or something like that, and it comes out different. Like it's Michael uh, was telling me about that maybe about a month ago, him and I were on the phone and he was, uh, mm-hmm. he told me about that. It's scary, man. Uh, the more I learn about this industry, the more terrified I am about this industry. And it's like, you know, it's kind of another thing too. Like when you look at like NutriBio, take like even, um, you know, their pre or their pre extreme or something like that. I think some people look at it and they go, Oh, well, cause on paper it looks like a lot of other things, mm-hmm. but there's something to be said for companies that use legitimate ingredients all the time. And that is like a scary proposition because yeah. the more you use stuff, um, you know, it's like, I know Glaxon was being accused. People are like, Oh, they're spiking their stuff and this and that. And I'm like, well, I've seen all the testing from Glaxon. Yeah. I haven't seen yours. You know, these people that are saying that and I was like, so maybe you're just, Maybe you're not get, getting what you think you're getting. That's yeah. I mean, I, I've even like I've talked to Joey before, like just trying to maybe get some products around there. Just one of the, the brands I'm doing some consulting for or whatever, trying to get some mm-hmm. formulation going. I said, hey, can you run this? And he says, well, look, we're not touching new pept. We're not going to touch X, Y and Z gray area stuff. So, I mean, yeah. if you think they're spiking stuff, they're not even willing to touch something yep. like uh, I, I don't even know if they're still. Yeah, they're probably still using hordenine. Um, cause that's in specimen. Yeah. Yeah. It's in, um, but they, they wouldn't touch, I don't think, uh, definitely not DMHA, not new pet. Um, I think they're weary a little bit on area. I'm not sure. I haven't seen them use that in anything. So hmm, that's um, a good question. I don't know, but you're, you're hundred percent right. Like if anything, I've also seen them, they put more, a more of an emphasis on this as they've grown too, yeah. is, uh, they are big on compliance. Like they're, um, you know, I know that they look at places, well, and now they're going in GNC and stuff like that. So you have to have certain like ducks in a row, but, um, yeah, they're not like, uh, they're not an underground, like weird stuff kind of brand there. There is a lot of experience. I know we've always kind of said this, the more I get to know them, there's a lot of experience, um, in that building and it, it plays out. There's no, you know, no secret, like the whole entire process. Not that they do everything perfect, but it's like there's a lot of attention to detail throughout the process that ultimately leads to a really good product. Absolutely. So I'm excited. I get, you know, I'm lucky I get to try pretty much everything that they do. And they have some new version two stuff um, that's still coming. So they're not uh, not slowing down as the yeah. saying always goes. And everybody's just getting started. But uh they're still not they're not slowing down. They're still rolling it out, yeah. It's just they're they're uh and I, I don't want it just to turn into a, a love fest for Glaxon, but when people do shit good, we know we, we try to give them credit and you know, a lot of the times we focus on the negative or like the bad things of the industry or the charlatans and the fakes and the phonies or all the bullshit science that mm-hmm. comes out there. Um, but you know, it's like when you get when you recognize good stuff, it's just it's hard to to move off of that sometimes. And their their plasm surge v two stellar. I mean that's one of my my favorite non-stem pumps that I've I've used, and there's yeah. there's a lot of really good options on the market. So when somebody always says, and it's the question that you always get and you hate, what's the best this? And I'm like, here's ten non-stem pump formulas that are amazing, and you know, yeah. Glaxons is up there, FSU's up there, Ghost Pumps up there, Bare Knuckle from Apollon's up there. There's a, a shit ton of them. Yep. Yeah, and actually now that I think about it, I don't even think I got to try uh, the new Bare Knuckle. There's so, also um. Did you try Nick's new pump product, uh, Rage's new basal? No, pump? I haven't yet. No. 
it's out. yeah it's like same kind of thing like now i sit there and i go um alpha lines is is really good i'll go in there and i have like plasma surge v2 there's ghost pump there's nix one there's volugen there's and i'm like i don't know I don't know <laughs> what yeah. do I want to take today. There's so many good ones out there, right? That whole thing when people when people ask what's the best, it, it's literally getting more absurd every day because so many people are getting in the space with so many good things. I, I like the um, the unbound pump one too. That was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's it was it was a fun uh, that was a fun interesting project to do. Um, I need to get the the final samples because we did we beta tested a bunch of them. I, I need to get the uh, the final ones to try the actual flavors of what they ended up deciding on because it, everything was still in beta testing as far as the the flavors. Although I, I did try the Tangelo uh, flavor of the Unbound Pump Pre, and that was I, I thought that was one of the best flavors to ever come out of uh, Nutribio as a whole because sometimes their flavors yeah. are kind of they're just hit or miss for me. I know some people love them, other people despise them. They've always kind of been. It, right in the middle for me. Certain products are really good. Their their proteins have always kind of been, I don't know what it is. Something about their proteins has always kind of missed with me, for, with the exception of one or two products. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, the, yeah. Tan, the Tangelo one is good. I really like that one. Um, it was I tried. I had the grape lychee. Mm -hmm. lychee one. Yeah, that was a cool that's, flavor. That's what it tastes like. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like spot on. I didn't really like it, but only uh, I'm just. But that's exactly what. I mean, it, it. That's what it tastes like. It tastes yeah. like the combination of those two things. It didn't really like land with me, but um, the Tangelo one was really good. And I tried. I just, um, I just don't like fat burners, man. I like, but I, yeah. the one that they make, um, I can't keep like the name straight. Unlock, I think is the name. Of yeah. That. Killer formula. Killer formula. I tried that one. I just don't like. There's something about like these thermogenic fat burner sort of powders. I think it's also too because the way I train and like the gym we sort of go to, it's you know it's hot here, it's humid here. I just mm -hmm. it doesn't it just doesn't mix well with the way I sort of go about things. Like it just kind of gives me these. So I, I usually just don't ever use fat burners, although that formula is um, and they, those are some expensive products. <laughs> some expensive yeah, formula. Yeah, yeah. If looking at the the cost of goods on them when they were going through yeah. this, it was. Some of the uh, the conversations with Mark, you're saying, all right, so this is yeah. X cost. And I'm thinking, yeah, we, we could probably cut this ingredient or it's redundant pathway or something like that. It mm -hmm. was, uh, I mean, it's, yeah, that's the thing. So like, do you want to do the fully dose stuff? And then if you do fully dose, when do you start using trademark? When do you start using generic? And then those mm -hmm. kind of things, it's, uh, yeah, it's, that, it's that, a juggling act. Although you kind of have your own supplements now, right? Uh, not so, so much, so not so much. Huh? It's like not. I, we've had this conversation before, where it's like yeah. I don't have any interest in making my own brand. At yeah. Because um, that, and that's one reason too. Like, is I love everything that Unbound is doing. There's not, there's not a chance in hell I would do that if if right. I was a brand. There's no fucking way. Like, it's yeah. Just, it's way too expensive. I could never afford to do that. Um, well, it's like you and I have talked before. It's like we would start up some kind of like separate LLC. We wouldn't publicize that we were doing it. It would be an Amazon brand. You just make some shitty prop blend, sell it for thirty bucks, make it make it to where it's only like a four dollar yeah. thing. And like that's what you're gonna do if you would do like pure like sell out and just do a cash grab kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, but like the brand ownership stuff. No, there's yeah. zero interest in that. And it's like, and you would already have people that would buy it because your name's attached to it. And it's like, but still like the more, and I think because, you know, you consult for brands and you work, you help them and stuff like you see what they go through, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and then now you have these crazy supply chain issues and it's like, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah. The, the, the business acumen and stuff like I just let me nerd out about the ingredient stuff, explaining it to people and, and writing, articles and stuff like that let me do that or help you with formulas i the business side of it the the marketing of it the the coming up with the names of the products unless like i just have a spark of inspiration or something thanks to Bruno, mm -hmm. that that all of that stuff eludes me or it would just take way more brain power than i, I would want to commit to it to, to make it work well yeah and it's like i think like a lot of things now we're seeing all these collaborations you know the the even the those are like getting a little it's like they're not unique anymore 
You know right. I, mean? I think uh, why well, I saw Rise do one with Sunny D. That's really cool. I like yeah. that. But it's like even now, it's kind of like okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I just I, I wonder. Is it? And I know like Ghost was the, the I guess probably the first brand to do the official collaboration. If they weren't, then I can't remember who else who who actually did it. So yeah, I think Ghost, Ghost has been I guess the most uh, well known to do it. If they weren't the first, I'm pretty sure they were. But if they weren't, then they're at least mm-hmm. the most well known or most associated with it. Yeah. Um, it's just something I, I juggle with, and I know Dan has said you know help it hey it brings helps legitimize the supplement industry and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Although I'm I'm wondering. For the average consumer that's walking into like a GNC or something like that, do, if they see the Warheads flavor, are they thinking that that product maybe is inherently safer to try because it's got an official flavor collaboration with that company on there, or you know, it does it does it does it carry as much cachet do you, as as it as it could be perceived to? I mean, obviously, it's going to be it's, it's working well for them, so they're making yeah. a huge amount of money with it. It's successful for them and for the people they're licensing the flavoring and and the, mm-hmm. the logos from and all of that stuff. So it's good for them. Uh, I'm wondering about for all the the like the the Me Too brands that are trying to jump on the bandwagon and do that. Is it going to have the same success or carry the same kind of recognition? Yeah, I don't think I don't think um, that. Right, because we know Ghost isn't popular because of the collaborations, right? They're, they were already, the collaborations were just something that they could add to their portfolio that was like really cool. Yeah. But a collaboration is not going to suddenly, I don't think, make your brand. Because I don't think, exactly like what you just said, I don't think most people would know the significance of Ghost, say, getting some of those original collaborations. That was a that was a big deal, especially for this industry, exactly, because we know the legitimacy sort of issues. But I think the average person would just be like, oh, OK, cool. But I don't know that they would know that it's such a huge step for the industry. Most people don't don't know that. So it's right. like now once you start seeing you know, a lot of people doing them, it's like, well, I don't know how much that means. I think it's almost getting to a point where it's not nothing wrong with it. Of course, mm-hmm. I think it's a cool thing, but it's really almost like, all right, well, because everyone's doing it, it's like, well, we have to throw our hat in the ring kind of thing as I'm seeing more brands do it. And mm-hmm. I think there is some legitimacy to the whole world. Well, does the collaboration make sense for the brand? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it does it fit in with what they do, you know, kind of thing? And I don't know. It's just it's something that, like, I think matters way more to us than it does the consumer, right? Because like Dan was saying, it brings legitimacy to the industry, but that's that's more important for us. That's not right. really that important, I don't think, for like consumers. But I don't. I think he would agree with that too. But there's like, um, but then you have a brand like when Access Legends did the icy one. Mm-hmm. That one, you know, icy doesn't really have anything to do with Access Legends, but that because their brand is so freaking strong. Yeah, it just went like crazy. You know, people just love that stuff because because right. they love Access Legends. It's not because. Yeah, necessarily that they're I don't, I don't know it's it's a cool thing and like I said I'm not like saying it's a bad thing at all but it's just sort of I just think it means different things for us than it does the consumer right yeah you brought up the the icy collaboration with access legend that remind, like I wonder I'm curious from icy standpoint so they had signed an agreement or the the supplement so Sparta originally had icy flavors for their stuff and then Sparta I don't know whatever happened and then they went no one knows <laughs> no they just kind of like they there was the news that they were going to do the icy collaborations I don't know if they actually ever released them or not um, and then they disappeared so I don't know like if you're icy does that leave a, a bad taste in your mouth no pun intended about you know licensing right. that flavor or like or is it is it the deal structure that's hey you know what you're using our flavoring technology and the, the name of it and the logo you have to pay us X amount per month or per quarter, whether you sell, sell that amount of product or not. Yeah. So they're still getting their money, whether your company goes belly up, it fuck all matters to them. So then, yeah. then just, they transfer it over, transfer a new flavor over to another brand. That's um, a good question. You know, and we, uh, I don't know if you saw this, we spent a couple of days with Accent Sledge mm-hmm. um, a couple months ago. Yeah. That was awesome. That was awesome. Like, first of all, it was literally, it wasn't even like an industry thing. Like we just went up there because they're friends of ours and it's kind of close to where I grew up. So I was like, okay, we can make a whole trip of this, go up and see my parents and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But we talked a little bit about that, but not really like in depth about the collaboration. It was more like we were, um, 
talking to them about like where they started and they were showing us like the progression. I tell you what, man, like not to get on like a side tangent, that is a mega fucking brand. Yeah, they're getting big. They are absolutely killing it all. And most people, I don't want to say like most people, but I don't think people would realize just how successful they are. Like, but they did the whole thing with like all American Roughneck and then Axis mm-hmm. Ledge and sort of putting, you know, American Main Nutrition. They put all this like pieces together yeah. and that is a serious operation going on out there. They are, but everything, I think it's because same as if you look at Ghost, it's because all the pieces line up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the whole, their, their branding is elite because mm-hmm. they're doing things that are just what their company stands for kind of thing. They're not trying right. to reinvent things they're not trying to copy anyone else at the same time they're just doing them yeah. you know and you have someone like seth obviously gets you a good uh foothold already but having a sponsored athlete like i mean you know we see it all the time like having people attached to it might help at the beginning but it's not gonna keep people coming back you know what i mean unless everything sort of like fits together and yeah they are uh that is a serious operation up there for sure yeah, that's what I, I was talking to Mike, uh, the one of the co. I don't know. I don't know their their official title, so I'll say one of the co-owners of of Axe and Sledge. Yeah. Um, and just trying to get him back on the podcast, just say like, hey, let's do a catch up because it's been a year, maybe a little bit longer since I've had you on. You know, when I had him on, did you were you with at me? Because it was him and Pat. Were you on that call with me too? I no, I missed. It. I missed it. They. I remember you. I remember when you guys did that though. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't able to. Um, Mike and Pat, good dudes. Yeah, uh, so I want to get them back on, and, and uh, Mike said he's going to try and wrangle up the whole gang. So, but I don't know what the whole gang entirely entails because I, I know they've got like a, a like a core group of people and, and all of that yeah. stuff. So it's like they got Mike, Seth, they got Pat. I don't know the rest of their the rest of their team on there. I, I know Heather's up there now too, mm-hmm. uh, who used to be at Price Plow, so she's reached out a couple of times on email mm-hmm. um, to go over some stuff. And so it's 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 cool. I, I'd like to do like some kind of I don't know get like a, a panel discussion roundtable, just like with the, the whole Axe and Sledge crew or something like that, just to see what's going on with them. Yeah, because I think like, um, you know, when Jacob and I did the podcast with Seth, we kind of came back and people asked me all the time, they're like, holy shit, like, what was it like, uh, you know, doing a podcast with Seth? And, and to be honest, like Seth is, Seth is as legit as they come. Like that yeah. dude is, he's legit, right? Yeah. But I'm like, man, I was like, and for good reason, I was like, Seth gets a lot of um, recognition things. I was like, but everybody in that building is like that. Right. I was like, I was like, you guys got to meet Mike and Pat and stuff like that. And I was like, this, yeah. I didn't get to meet um, the other partners, Bobby. I didn't get to meet him. So he, Bobby and Seth were at, we had all American Roughneck. Right. And Mike and Pat had American Made Nutrition. Mm-hmm. And then they all kind of came together. And they told the story about that, how it didn't go well at first. They all like basically wanted to fight each other uh, the first time that they met. And then they uh, they all kind of came together for Axe and Sledge. So they brought the experience and the notoriety of both brands and sort of brought it together. It's actually yeah. a pretty cool story. But they're they're all the same. Like they're all and you got it. You should just go up there just to see their bourbon wall that they have in their office. I know. I've I've heard good things. I know Mike is a huge bourbon. I don't know if Pat is. I like. I know Seth and Mike are both bourbon aficionados. Yeah, they, so. they, yeah, they live in. They are. <laughs> yeah. Which I guess that that can bring us around full circle now. So, um, do you do any supplements for liver health? <laughs> no. Um, although I haven't been checked in a while. Yeah. Um, there is, um, if I was going to do something, I would probably do something like Tutka. I think we know Tutka is, is good. Um, but I haven't, I haven't had my blood work done in a long time. So I actually was just thinking that same thing, but I don't really like drink that much, but I take, um, I take complete health, Jeff Long's complete health product. I don't take the full dose. The full dose is like 12 caps or something like that. I think that's more yeah. for like people that are doing some really toxic shit to their bodies. Yeah. And probably like the 250 pound guys out there too. Yeah. Like the, yeah. The, the mass monsters. Yeah. Yeah. And I take, I usually take like half dose or maybe even a little less sometimes. And that's my, that <laughs> rather than actually getting checked. So don't do as I do as I say, not as I do. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, now that I'm down here and I'm actually like settled, I haven't had like a, 
primary care physician and things like that for like a couple of years because I've been like sort of bouncing around and stuff like that. So I'm excited that we're finally like settled here and we'll be here for a while, probably, I think. And uh, yeah, I need to get my ass to the doctor. That's for sure. Just for a little checkup. Yeah, I haven't been to a doctor since I went to the dermatologist when we first moved to Austin. That was October of 2016. So I think I went to the dermatologist probably in 2017. Uh, I haven't been sick since then. Yeah, I haven't either. I needed to go and get any blood work. The last time I went to like a legitimate doctor, shit, it was probably 2015 when uh, we went to, uh, right before we left, we left Mandeville and moved up to uh, Michigan. Yeah. So, but I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not overweight. I'm not, I, I sleep well, I eat well, I exercise yeah. plenty. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, outside yeah. of my uh, enthusiasm for bourbon, then that's really the only knock against me, I guess. No, it's good. And I'm a little bit, it's probably a good thing too, managing your stress and things like that. Um, yeah. yeah, I think the last time I went to the doctor was, I was still in Pennsylvania. So probably at least four years. Yeah. And I think I only went like once and just for like a physical and it was like, that was the only time I had gone in the last like five years. So yeah. Yeah. I don't, I'm we're young and healthy and stupid. What else? What, yeah. what other things to say? I mean, we're invincible, man. Like, well, you you're not as young anymore. You're you're pushing fifty, aren't you? You're like forty eight now or something. <laughs> yes, it will. Because it's like sometimes it's kind of funny. Like um, when people ask me, I'm like, wow, this doesn't make any sense. Because literally, so I spend that's how I spend my time is. I don't have a job, right? Basically, I do whatever I want. I'm like a little kid. You know? yeah. It's like I uh, play video games with my buddy. We drink, stuff like that. And kind of, it's like, yeah. might as well be in college, right? Right. So, yeah, I just hang out on social media all day long. Yeah. That's what I was talking to my parents this past weekend. And my mom finally, uh, she's been part-time nursing for a while. So she's been a cardiac rehab nurse or a registered nurse forever. And so she finally went part-time maybe like, eight or nine years ago. And so she's been just doing that because my dad's been fully retired for five years now. Um, and so she's just been part-time like one one or two days here, like a couple weekends a month or something like that at the cardiac rehab center in New Orleans. And uh, she said, I finally returned. She said, I, I got tired of doing it. It wasn't fun anymore. And so now I'm officially retired. She said, oh, I'm like you, Robert. You don't really work anymore anyway, do you? Just, it, it amazes me how many people have said that. Like I've, I've got that since I left engineering in 2015. And so yeah. they're like, you don't really work. You're kind of retired nowadays. I'm thinking, I like that you think that, but just because I'm like super efficient and get all my shit done and get all my bills paid and then mm -hmm. still have time to do stuff. But it's, yeah, mm -hmm. it's, well, it also makes it hard if family comes in and said, oh, well, you can just work whenever you want to, can't you? I'm thinking, I can, but if I'm around you 24 yeah. hours a day for a week straight, that gives me no time to actually get the shit done that I need to get done. Yeah, and we've talked about that before too. One nice thing about all this is sometimes it's like, sometimes you can work when you're most efficient and mm -hmm. i think that that's a big help like um you know when you're working for someone else you're working when they want you to right and you might not be that great at you know getting stuff done at that time of day or you know mm -hmm. now uh, with our schedule it's like we have a lot of work to do but i can do it in windows of time that i can just nail it and be done so, you know, you might be working a, a corporate job and it might take you eight hours to finish a task because you're just not efficient at all. But now it's like if you get to choose the, now that but the discipline part of it comes into it. But it's like if you get to choose, you might be able to knock that out in two hours. What normally might take you eight hours of just grinding and like screwing around and messing up and stuff like that. So exactly. it was kind of funny because I was talking to my dad. I think for the first time, because now I've gone through all these moves and stuff like that, and mm -hmm. um, I was telling him, because he literally asked me, uh, like the last time we had a really long conversation, like before I moved here, he's just like, so how do you support yourself? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, dad. I'm like, <laughs> so finally, I just had to show him. I'm like, this is what our clients pay us, and this is what this and that. And he's like, silence. And he's like, Wow. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Like, yeah. uh, I, I promise. Like, I just, like, I don't know, but this is so funny. Like, people have this uh, interesting, especially when they come from a certain career path and that's all they've sort of ever known. It's like, well, I just remember, I'm like, I'm 40 years old. And he's like, how do you 
live? <laughs> like, how do you do things? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Sandy's dad is much the same way. Like he's 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 the the prototypical, I guess, dad or, or father in law, or whatever. It's like every time he comes around, he just he doesn't say a whole lot, but he's like, "Y'all good?" He's like, he'll pull Sandy's hat. Like, "Y'all y'all are good with money? Everything? Everything? Y'all are okay?" Because yeah. like he knows Sandy's a teacher, and so that's a very stable like traditional job. And yeah, I, I had a traditional job at one point. Now it's like Robert just plays on his computer all day long, or mm-hmm. mixes up these powders and hopefully doesn't kill himself while he's shooting back all these weird yeah. things. Yeah, and. uh and he said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, Dad, we're, we're good. Robert, Robert's, you know, work is fine. Right. It was, uh, you know, it's interesting." Yeah, no, it's and people don't get to see it too. It's like um, because, well, and like one good example is um, just like all the other stories you hear, where it's like people see you now or see me now, where it's like you kind of have a flexible schedule and we do a lot of traveling and we kind of kind of go here and there, but. The, the sacrifices that were made um, in order to do that. Like no one was watching your social media or like you do things when, when you were trying to learn this stuff and try to get good at your craft, you know, kind of thing right. to put yourself in a position. It's like that um, analogy you always hear with like sports, like in sports, like um, I think it was Conor McGregor said that the one time they were talking about making like $20 million for like a 15 second fight. He's like, I made $20 million for the last like 20 years leading up to this moment kind of thing. And now you see me, you know, kind of doing this thing. So it's just like one of those analogies where it's like, um, you know, people don't see the the work that you were putting in. Like while I was working and I was going to school, right. I was working on this craft, but nobody really knew about it. Cause I didn't have anything to show anybody, you know, yeah. back then. So it's like, and now you're, now you're finally like reaping the benefits, you know, of all those hours you put in, I learned yeah. you didn't just wake up with this skill and this information, you know, you had to put in the work. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the funny things. I don't get that question as much nowadays. Uh, but yeah. I think it's like when we first started doing these podcasts or when I was doing the, the stuff with Sandy every now and then it's like, uh, you know, how do you learn all the stuff you do? And I'm thinking there, there's, it's just like in school, there's no secret to it. It's not like I can yeah. fall asleep on the book and osmosis happens. It's, mm-hmm. you know, you just sit there for hours and hours a day on reading studies or looking up like researching this, you know, biological pathway and how does this ingredient affect that? And it's just, it's lots and lots of reading and then rereading and going through all that stuff. There's, there's no shortcuts or I hate the term biohack. There are no hacks. Uh, I agree. I hate this. that fucking term biohacking. Yeah. It's like a buzz term, but it makes no sense. Well, one thing that you said too, right there, that was key is the repetition, right? Just like anything else. So um, something I've been saying a lot, like when people ask me like uh, about supplements, I say there's really like to me, there's like three sort of like pillars to supplementation. I was like, there's there's the science, which is great. Yeah, we need to know the science. But science, as we know, it's malleable. There's certain Mm -hmm. conditions, stuff like that. I was like, there's common sense. You know what I mean? And then there's experience. I was like, you have to sort of, and I can always tell, and you can always tell when someone is too far in one direction and they lack the other ones. Yeah. The people that are, you know, and you're a big science guy, you're big into uh, understanding that stuff, but you can tell when someone uh, is just regurgitating science and they have absolutely no practical experience to go behind it. Cause it's like, right. well, yeah, that was done in a lab on some rats, maybe rats. And it sounds really good on paper, but I was like, have you ever tried it? You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. you know, because you can have like different results. So this is always, I always talk about like three different things and you can't get experience without, you know, actually trying things. So there's just some things you're not born with. Right. And it's, it's, that's very much akin, like your three pillars that you just mentioned there are akin to kind of what's going on in like the, the hypertrophy and strength and conditioning research side of things. It's the whole evidence-based practice where it's, you know, what's the research telling us? What's mm-hmm. your own personal experience telling you? And then what's kind of like the collective body of experience of you coaching and working with other people? It's like, you know, there's, it's not just all one way and it's not all, like you can't have all theory and no application. You can't have all application with no understanding. There's right. a, there's a good synergism and balance between the three of them. Absolutely. Kind of like, that's why we always compare notes on bourbon intake versus uh, <laughs> cognitive output. There we go. I can't just go by my experiences. I'm like, okay, Robert, here's what happened. And we compare notes, and that's this is what science all about. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, Snoop. You got anything else? I think before I've kept you on for an hour. I don't know if you have anything else to uh, to jump to uh, immediately or. Uh... 
Yeah, we've got lots of stuff, but yeah, well, let's um, let's save some for since this is going to be a reoccurring thing. We can always yeah, we can, we can, we can talk offline and we'll figure out a. Uh, I don't know if we want to come up with some kind of some catchy name for the show or something like that, or uh, you know, yeah, we'll figure out something. Yeah, I like it, man. It's good to be back. Good to see yeah, you. Yeah, man, it's good stuff. Uh, you want to plug anything before we hop off? Uh sure. We can plug. Uh, you know, I think. Most people follow me on Instagram at Supplement Snoop. But we also, Prady and I, our business scaling program, um, brand building program is at Scale Your Sups uh, on Instagram. And uh, obviously, like you know Prady pretty well. Um, I get a lot of recognition for being sort of the face of Supplement Snoop, but that guy is an absolute fucking maniac uh, at understanding that process. And um, when people get to know him, uh, I always get excited because people are like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> guys legit. So, yeah, at Scale Your Subs is our thing. And, uh, yeah, other than that. Cool, man. Awesome. Well, then, yeah, I'll include the – like so I've got all the old Supplement Soup links in there. I'm going to add the uh, Scale Your Subs link into the show notes, and we'll uh, we'll be in touch, my friend. Thank you for your time, and this is going to be – this will be good. Hell, yeah, brother. Good to see you again. All right, bud. Have a good one.